It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Happy reopening week, everybody. I mean, we knew it was going to happen and it will happen. And now it's so weird. Like, do you jump on it right away? Do you get on it? Do you make appointments? Do you try to contact people? This is exciting, right? Yes, yes, yes. And holy shit, yes. (laughs) All of it. I want all of it. I want an, I'll even book a nail appointment. I don't uh, typically, I mean, I do get manicures semi-regularly. I don't happen to need one, but I'm still going because I can. And because there's a lot of businesses that have been shut down for three months and need a little bit of support. And Scott, so I tweeted this morning, I tweeted this morning the same sentiment that I kind of said off the top of our show today, because after the announcement finally came down, we really had a good discussion about what that's going to look like and I understand some people are not ready. There's people listening to this podcast right now that are like, I don't like it. Well, first of all, it is an option. So you don't, by all means, you don't have to go out and make all those appointments. You don't have to go sit on a patio and get your hair done right away. You do it at your own pace. In fact, I'm the one that's saying this. And and that said, I haven't even gone out of my way to try to find that appointment. I'm like, whatever at this point. I'm kind of used to it. I'll do it when I get around to it. But I tweeted out this morning. Like I said, same sentiment from top of the show. A reminder to those who aren't happy about the announcement in Ontario. If you don't feel ready to go to the hairdresser or sit on a patio, just don't. And it's amazing how controversial that tweet seems to be. Um, Here's a response I got from one person. uh, And if the people who do choose to go out spread the infection to places you have to go to or your loved ones, tough luck for you. Some people have split ends. Okay, so kind of just being, yeah. That's such a simplistic way of putting it, though. Yeah. That's frustrating to me. I'm unsure. This is another one. I'm unsure how everyone forgot that other people exist in the world who could also bring the virus to them. The whole just stay home mantra is such a just became too much of a headache for some people. Uh, And and it goes on and on and on. But a lot of most people were just like, yes, I can't wait. Um, Someone uh, who's a hairdresser. Actually, I thought this was interesting. It's us, the hairdressers. We're a little bit overwhelmed by all of it. Yes, we knew it was coming. Yes, our salon is fully prepared. But the anxiety of working again with these new rules will be different. Be kind to your hairdresser, barber, esthetician and nail people, please. I agree, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. She responded to the tweet with that. That is that is most definitely the case. Keep in mind, maybe you have been like Scott and myself. Well, especially me going into the building every day, an essential worker. I'm doing the same kind of things, just differently, right? I am disinfecting the area before I come in. Things were different, but I'm used to it at this point. There are some people that haven't worked since March that are those hairdressers and working in those restaurants that have those same nerves that maybe a lot of us felt back in March, but now we're feeling better and comfortable. There's people when you go in to sit down in their, in their barber chair or at their restaurant that are extremely nervous. So agree totally with Shelly's comment on that. Be nice, be as responsible and respectable as possible. Keep in mind, these people uh, might've been scared that entire time. And this to them is a whole new world compared to, you know, what they, first went isolated for back in March, right? So so be nice to everybody. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to say at any, any time. But be especially nice to those people who, you know, are going to be doing your hair and your nails and stuff like that. Be respectful. There's a lot of concern, I find, from people in the reopening areas who have very quickly become very snobby. <laughs> that, well, we don't want those people from Toronto coming here because they're sick and they're not safe and blah, blah, blah. Listen, everybody, we got to get over that. 
if you haven't noticed, in addition to a public health crisis, we have an economic crisis going on. And we can walk and chew gum at the same time here. We've got to get the economy reopened. And allowing places in areas that are perfectly safe to reopen is the least we can do. So if you're in Waterloo Region, for example, if you're in Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, if you're in London or Belleville or Kingston or Ottawa or North Bay, open up, take necessary precautions, and know you don't have to check ID to make sure that you didn't get some straggler from from Toronto or, or some rando from Brampton coming to get their hair cut or their nails done at your specific facility. Don't worry about it. We have... A lot of capacity in the hospitals if shit goes south. We have a lot of protocols in place to make sure this doesn't spread. And it's amazing how people cherry pick the messages. They hear the, well, stay home and everything will be fine. Well, we were also told that if you physically distance and wear a facial covering, everything will be fine. And that's all we're being asked to do if we're going back to work on Friday or if we're going out to take advantage of these services. Me, I'll tell you, I don't live in an area that's reopening. I live in Halton region, Milton. I'm going to Kitchener. And I'm not bringing COVID with me, but I will be bringing dollars. And if you're a, if you're a business owner, <laughs> we that accept wants, those. We accept those here. And that's the thing. You can't have it both ways. If I own a hair salon right now, I'm not freaking out. Oh, shit. What if we get customers from Toronto? That should be the goal. You want to attract as many people as possible and start recouping some of the money that you have been cheated out of for the last three months. Sign them up. Get them in there. And you know what? As long as your staff are safe and you've applied the physical distancing regulations, you're advising people to wear a facial covering or whatever, what's the harm other than you getting too rich? Open the doors. Let's start making money again. That's the way it has to go. And if you're an employee who doesn't feel safe, like Kat said, don't go. You don't have to go. Just say no. If you don't want to be in a dangerous situation and you truly... In your heart of hearts, believe it's dangerous. Don't go. Mm -hmm. But in not going also goes the no paycheck. And that's the catch. Now, for those who can't go back to work because they've lost their job permanently. Wow, I feel really bad for you. You super got screwed in this one. And I hope that they extend that CERB right through till at least Christmas. It's the least they can do. For the situation that we ended up in. But let's celebrate this reopening. This is an accomplishment. We, uh, uh, If you're opening on Friday and worried that someone from Brampton is going to come or that someone from Oshawa is going to come, just keep in mind, more than 99% of the potential people from Toronto that could come to your business do not have a sickness. They do not have COVID-19. They do have money, though. And that's what you want. They have the money. And if all the protocols are in place anyway, and they will be for those um, hairdressers and restaurants and whatnot, then it should be okay, right? As long as you're feeling safe at work, that's the main thing. The way that they set things up basically should be that if someone walks through those doors with COVID-19, you have a very slim chance of even catching it, right? That's the way that it should go. That's what the scenario that should play out. If someone comes in here with COVID-19 based on what we have going on, am I going to catch it? And if the, the answer should be no. The answer should be no. We've done basically everything that public health asked us to do. And I also want to underscore here, this decision was made by Ontario's chief medical officer of health, Dr. David Williams, in cooperation with your local medical officer of health. So in Mississauga, in Peel region, Brampton, Caledon, they were asking 
don't force us to reopen. It's not under control. So they're not reopened. Uh, Patrick Brown, Bonnie Crombie, the two mayors, uh, Brampton and Mississauga, respectively, they didn't feel it was safe to reopen. So the province said, OK, fine, you don't have to reopen. John Tory in Toronto didn't think Toronto was safe yet, didn't think they were ready. So the province said, OK, don't reopen. But then you get somewhere like Guelph, somewhere like Orangeville, Barrie, Kitchener, Waterloo and Cambridge, London, where there's no problem right now. All saying, let us open up. It just made sense to reopen regionally. There was no reason for uh, hair salons in Sudbury and North Bay to be closed. I, there uh, really wasn't. Not for the last month. I have a family member that works at Cambridge, just to speak for the region, too, uh, that works at the Cambridge Hospital that was like, y- it's about time. They've had no COVID case for about three weeks now. Not even a one case. Not even a mild case coming through the doors. So... The, that's good. That's a good sign. We've done well and we deserve it. And we'll, the second wave thing still is lingering over people's minds. And I get it. And, I'm, and, and we're definitely not saying it won't happen. Some people say it's a good possibility, but we really don't know. So what's the point in shutting things down completely if there's a possibility that there will not be a second wave? Where is the second wave going to come from? Where is it going to come from? Because that I don't understand. If we have the problem completely isolated here, i.e. everybody who's got it has been identified and they're either in isolation or they're in a hospital or they're in one of the long-term care facilities. Nobody in the public has it. If we don't reopen the borders, we can't have a second wave because the infection is dead. There is no infection if that happens. Look at New Zealand. They're an island. They closed their borders. They had very, very strict protocols. And they've eradicated COVID-19. They haven't had a new case in weeks in New Zealand. They're doing great. Why can't we be like that? Mm -hmm. Just leave the border closed. Yeah. Isn't it? Maybe it's not that simple. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. We don't know, too. There's some people that do catch it, that do have it, or believe that they've had it in the last little while. They didn't bother going to get a test. They just said, I have it, and I'm fine, and I'm isolating, or whatever. So there might be the the odd person that catches it. And yes, it is still a concern for our old folks and our long-term care, because visiting for that there is still going to be one of those things. They're going to take very careful measures, and so they should. But as long as we make sure that we do that, I think we'll be okay, uh, you know, and I, 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 a second wave might be possible. I, I don't know. I, I mean, we don't know, but that's what I mean. It's, it's so unknown. What's the point of shutting things down if we are doing well right now? I don't understand why the uh, OUA, so this is university sports, have already canceled the fall season right through till December 31st. I really don't know why they had to do that now more than two months before camp even opens up. Why would they do that now, cancel events that would be being played in December or November? That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. Somebody was listening to our terrestrial radio show today and texted me and said, well, part of it is to make people feel comfortable and coming on campus, everything will be good, and to reassure them that if they want to stay home, they can. Let's stop inventing a problem where there isn't one. As of right now, there's no problem in September 2020. Everything says that if we keep going at this pace... Everything in September 2020 will be under control. There's reason to believe the entire province will be reopened by Canada Day, including Toronto. Why are things in September, October, November, and December being canceled? I don't understand that. That, to me, is just being way over the top. Maybe it does need to be canceled. Maybe we shouldn't be playing university football this year. Okay, you also don't need to make that decision on the 8th of June. Is when they announced it. Mm -hmm. It seems silly to me.
In any case, we are reopening, and I'll tell you right now, I'm going to sit my ass on a patio this weekend, and I'm going to enjoy that beer, and I am going to order food, even if I'm not hungry, because I want to support that <laughs> restaurant. Just because. And that waitress or waiter is going to get the best tip I've ever left, I think. I've saved a shit ton of money in isolation. Yeah. I haven't even been getting takeout coffee like I used to. I can afford to throw in an extra 20 bucks to the on top of the regular tip that I would leave. Good. Uh, that's one of the things we should be doing. Everybody should be supporting local shopping Ontario first and foremost. Shop Canada after that. And then when you truly can't get it anywhere else, then you look elsewhere. But this is a time to support the economy. And as it reopens, do what you can to, to help out these struggling business owners because it's really life or death. We have a huge fucking deficit now that we've got to start paying back. And part of that's going to come from taxes. The more businesses we have working to do that, the better. Well uh, said. How are we for time? Do you want to do anything else or just leave it at the reopening stuff? Or do you want to throw in a couple other things? We here? could do one more thing. Pick the, pick the best one. Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> okay, I did want to talk about the guy in the drinks. Um, but let's start off with this one. Friday night, South Carolina. A guy got... A threesome for his birthday. Oh, uh, how do you? Okay, yep. You package that up nicely, and hey, here you go. Mm-hmm. Guess what you're getting for your birthday? It went bad when one of the women, I believe it was his actual partner, pulled him off the other woman by the dick. <laughs> she reached in there, grabbed a handful of D, and said, "You get off her." Did she not realize how the threesome was going to go down? Did she not realize how a threesome works? No, th- that's a good question. Do we actually have no answers on that? No. So so did somebody uh, charge someone else? Uh, let me see here. Responding to a 911 hang-up call from the hotel, <laughs> cops spoke with the – it was actually uh, – spoke with the birthday person who said – that they had invited a 19-year-old to spend the weekend with them in Myrtle Beach. The woman named Mary Jane told police that her friend had arrived in Myrtle Beach before her and had been spending some time with another woman before she got there. That's when an argument began and shit went down. Wow. Let me clarify, because I did just realize this in reading more of the story. It was her birthday. It was a her birthday threesome. But either way, the guy got grabbed by the dick and pulled off the other girl. Okay, maybe he deserved it then. They told Myrtle Beach police that he and Mary Jane agreed to have sexual relations with that other woman whose age was not revealed in the report. Mary Jane, however, did tell cops that the second woman had a pistol in her handbag. Do you always go to a threesome with a gun? Because uh, that seems like a weird prop. If to you're me. hired, if you're hired help, maybe you've been hired help. I'm using quotation. You get yourself pop possibly into some pretty scary scenarios and predicaments. So maybe that was her best line of defense in case shit does go awry. Man and woman both got dressed and left the room. Mary Jane grabbed a bottle of liquor and smashed it on the ground outside the hotel, and then sought to call nine one one. Mary Jane reported suffering injuries to the forehead, pinky finger, and pinky toe during the sexual scrum. Maybe a nice, um, you know, charcuterie board or something would have been a nicer gift. 
You know, I mean, the threesome sounds like a good idea until emotions become involved. And then there's a backstory. And obviously, in this case, she arrived there early and then hooked up with somebody else before the threesome. And all hell broke loose here. Maybe, just maybe, the charcuterie board is a good idea. <laughs> Something else. Nobody you ever know? got upset by a charcuterie yeah, board. A gift card. A gift card. Gift cards are lovely, Cat. There's a lot of different ways that this could have been avoided. When you dive into the sexual stuff, that's when somebody gets grabbed by the dick and pulled off of the mm-hmm. other person. Uh, it does not specify whether or not she was injured when the other woman reached in and forcibly pulled his penis out of her. I imagine that would be uncomfortable for both of them, though. Am I wrong? Uh, it all depends. It all I guess it on, depends what angle she was on sure, when she yanked the D out. Sure, a lot of different, a lot of different uh, situations. You'd have to tell me what that would really actually uh, be like. I'd imagine not pleasant. Was it like, a, like when you're doing work on the car, did she have to lay on her back and slide underneath to get at it? I guess it depends what kind of a position they were in. If it was a doggy style, I guess that'd be the only way to get it out. If it was a, a straight-up missionary, she could just reach over and grab a handful. I mean, the logistics to this, you could really go blind trying to think about all the different ways that this happened. In any case, he's got a hurt pecker and hurt feelings. <laughs> hurt pecker, hurt feelings. Hurt pecker and hurt feelings. It's a country song coming to a country station near you. Right. Well, how are we doing for time? Uh, you wanted to do one more, so let's do one more quick one. Okay, this is from the Reddit Am I an Asshole thread. This came up on our FM radio show today. In a nutshell, guy, and it was in Toronto, although it's, it must have happened before the pandemic, and he's just telling the story now. Went into a nice bar, met a hottie. He was with his boys. She was with her girls. They were dancing for a while. He takes her to the bar and says, yeah, order whatever you want. Drink's on me. Sorry, a drink is on me. So this guy ordered a beer. She ordered two not two. It was a double 1942 Don Julio tequila, some special edition. 75 bucks for a double. She ordered four of them. And when he looked at her and said, four, what are you doing? There's $75 for a double. She said, mm, I got to take a round for my girls. He slapped a $10 bill down on the bar and said, she's paying for the shots and walked away. Yeah. So she cussed him out. And now he's wondering Am I an asshole for not paying for that? No. And before you answer this question, wherever you're listening to this podcast, let me just tell you one more little detail. The woman who ordered those, in total, eight ounces of booze works for the guy's mother. She was at work and the mother was showing her employees pictures of her kids. And the girl said... I know that guy. He stiffed me at the bar. So the mom phoned her kid and said, that was an asshole move. You send her $325, which is roughly what it would have cost with tip. Now, he said no. I don't know who's worse. The the chick, the bitch, sorry, now I can say it now that we're not on the air. The bitch that ordered four double shots for her and her girlfriends trying to take advantage of this guy or the mom who's f- completely fucking clueless as to how this works. These, this happens all the time, right? Maybe on a smaller scale, though. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm innocent. I've been one of those people. I've been one of those people at the bar with a, a boyfriend or, or fiancé or whatever saying, sure, I'll take a drink. And then I'm the person that says, 
I'm going to get going now. I'm going to go hang out with my girls. But I made it very clear I was not interested in them, okay? And everyone's been in that scenario, and every guy is okay with it because he thinks maybe he's going to try to shoot a shot and see what could possibly happen, and he's, he'll spend seven, eight, ten bucks doing it, trying to get laid, right? That's pretty much what it's yeah. about. In this case, he says, I'll buy you a drink. She orders probably the or one of the most expensive drinks that you could possibly like this chick's a bitch like sorry end of the day i'm shocked that the mom would even do this the mom must hate her kid i'm not sure a b what are you paying her because if she can't afford her own fucking drinks maybe you should think about giving her a raise instead of giving your son shit for not paying that 325 dollar bill Sounds like it's a game. Sounds like those girls were just out to have some fun and get some free drinks and maybe do a little flirting, but they weren't going to do any more than that. That's what I think it was. And the fact that she thought she could get away with going top shelf doubles for her and three more friends. It means she has absolutely no respect for that guy at all. And she was just using him. Mm hmm. Am I wrong? I, I, I don't think I'm wrong there. Like, she's, she's not interested. She doesn't want to hook up. This wasn't a test to find out if the guy that she might be interested in, interested in is actually a cheapo. It was nothing like that. She just wanted to take advantage of him and get free drinks. Now, the way mom justifies this is mom said, listen, you have a full-time job. She's a student. Send her the money for those drinks that you were supposed to pay for. Student. Is, yeah, right. Student of gold digging. Is that what she's a student of? Well, if she's ordering 1942, I mean, it's certainly not the most expensive alcohol you can buy, but it's definitely not the cheapest either. It's just rude. If she really just, well, you know, I can see. No, it's fucking rude. If you know someone's picking up the tab on something, you don't do that. You just don't do it. Everybody knows that that's just a moral code and you're doing your best to try to get something out of this guy. Maybe he was dressed nice. Maybe she thought he's so rich, he won't care. And some guys at the bar, I say guys specifically, because mostly it is guys that will want to flaunt their cash. And maybe they do make good money. And maybe for them, 325 bucks to give four girls drinks gives him more opportunity to get fucked that night, gives him more opportunity to look like a cool fucking guy. Like, there's a lot of show-offy guys. So by all means, she could have bumped into one of those guys last weekend. It worked for her. This weekend, no. But at the end of the day, Morally, not okay. She a bitch. Totally agree with you. And we will leave it on she a bitch. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great day.